welcome to the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. This podcast is about America's most visited national park, the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and the surrounding towns. This area is filled with ancient natural beauty, a deep storied history and rich mountain culture that we explore with weekly episodes. I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, a man of the world, but also with deep roots in these mountains. My family has lived in the Great Smokies for over 200 years. My business is in travel, but my heart and culture. Today, we're going to talk about food and a new life in the Smokies. Uh, but first, let's hear from our sponsors. <laughs> Imagine a place evocative of motor courts of the past, yet modern and vibrant with a chic Appalachian feel. A place for adventure and for relaxation. Imagine a place where you can fish in a mountain heritage trout stream, grill the catch on a fire, and eat accompanied by fine wine or craft beers. Imagine a place with old-time music and world cultural sounds. Imagine a place across from the world-famous family restaurants. There is no other place like the Meadowlark Motel in Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Your Smoky Mountain Adventure starts with where you stay. So, hi, everybody. I'm, uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of food and life in the mountains. I, I was, I was going to mention that we have uh, 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 in Haywood County an apple harvest festival coming up. And, it, and it's really sort of a big thing. It's, it's in downtown Waynesville on October 16th. And it's, uh, it's, it's an annual event. And then this year is it's the 34th year it's been in operation. It's a very fun, family-friendly festival, and it's, and it's presented by the Hollywood County Chamber of Commerce. And what they do is they take the streets of downtown Waynesville and, and, and fill it with 200 uh, vendors of arts and crafts and food concessions. And then they have musics and cloggers and more. And um, I, got my, I got my motel phone sitting right here. <laughs> And um, and local apple growers set up on the street to sell delicious mountain-grown apples of a vast variety. In addition, many vendors will make apple cider, cake, pies, and other other really great. So I I, I think you head on down to Waynesville area, come stay at the Meadowlark Motel in Maggie Valley, and then go to the, the festival on o- October sixteenth. Um, so when I was pre- prepping for this show. Um, you know, I, you know, I had to go back in my past a little bit, think about things. And, you know, recently, of course, you know, that my mother died and, um, you know, I, I got to think about her and, you know, this right now is, is Blackberry time in, 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 um, in Maggie, ba- in, the, in Hayward County and the, in the Smoky Mountains in general. So, uh, I was looking for a poem that, um, that was, you know, reminiscent of all that. And I, um, I just uh, found one online by a woman named uh, Mary Oliver. And, you know, I'd like to read poems, poems from here. So it's about blackberries because, you know, blackberries was something that my mom made this wonderful cobbler. And if, any, and every, and if anybody's ever asked me, what is my favorite dessert? It's always been my mom's blackberry cobbler, followed by my grandmother's uh, uh, lemon meringue pie or, 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 uh, or um, banana pudding or uh, uh, co- coconut pie. So anyway, August is the title of the poem. When the blackberries hang swollen in the woods, 
and the brambles nobody owns. I spent all day among the high branches, reaching my ripped arms, thinking of nothing, cramming the black honey of summer into my mouth. All day my body accepts what it is, and the dark creek that runs by there is this thick paw of my life darting amongst the black bells, the leaves. There is this happy tongue. So, my guest today is Aaron Mahoney, who is, a, is, a, is, is, in the, is the fourth generation of the Mahoney clans to own and operate one of the family restaurants. She, desi- she descends from a long line of hospitality industry entrepreneurs and currently owns and manages J. Arthur Steakhouse, a Maggie Valley landmark for more than 32 years. In addition to running a successful business, Erin is a devoted mother and a longtime advocate for a positive growth in Maggie Valley. Hello, Erin. Hi, how are you, Joseph? I'm doing all right. So <laughs> how long have we known each other? We were trying to th- figure that out, right? We so, were talking about that earlier. Um, yeah, I, it has I, to be over 40 years. About definitely over 40. Almost 40 years, right? So I met Erin yeah. and, and she was... I think three years old, four years old, about the, about the age of my daughter now. Right? Yeah. And uh, I, I would right. pick you up and put you on my shoulders. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So, uh, and I was, I mean, we, were great, we were great friends with your grandfather, Art Tiernan, right? He was, uh, he was uh, one of my the... My grandfather the, 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 the world of your family. And yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. I remember he took me. He he took me and her, my brother, down to uh, Miami or Fort Lauderdale or wherever. He, yeah. Yes. And we got to we got to go fishing on a boat in the sea for the first time, and I caught a big giant fish, and it turns out it was like a just a uh, like a carp. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it okay. was a big fish. It's all right. It's always yeah. big to you. Yeah. Good. So uh, so. Um, so what, where, where did the where did your family's history of restaurants start? Well, my my grandfather started in Hallandale, in Florida, mm-hmm. and um, you know then my dad kind of came into the picture and um, they opened up the restaurant in West Palm Beach in 1970, which is you know still a little bit sooner than my time, but um, after that it kind of things just kind of took off we opened that restaurant in 1970 um and then we came up here and met your family my grandparents used to vacation up here and fortunately your parents were the first people that they met they came into contact with and um really connected with them and you know I don't need to tell you the story like it, it we ended up your your dad built our house and your dad built our business and um the rest is kind of history. That was 1986. We moved from um, West Palm Beach in 1996 to Palm City, Florida, which is where we are now. And, um, you know, and, and here we are. Now, was it was the name of the restaurants then called Marino's? Was that right? It was, was Monero's. But now the original, my um, grandmother's name was spelled, was spelled a little bit differently. It was spelled M-A-N-I-E-R-O. Um, and they dropped the I, so it's Monero's, M-A-N-E-R-O-S, which is what, you know, which is what the restaurant was named in Fort Lauderdale and Hallandale Beach, and um, and the restaurant in West Palm Beach, and now 
currently in Stewart and just west of Stewart in Palm City. And then of course, Jay Arthur's kind of a tribute to my grandfather, James Arthur, who, who started kind of the whole program. Cool. So you've, um, so you went out and uh, uh, you went in the world, but now you're, now you're in Maggie Valley. How long have you been in Maggie Valley? I've been here for a, about 25 years. Um, and um, I, I didn't think I would, I, I hadn't planned on being here that long, but it just kind of, uh, Maggie Valley kind of stole my heart years ago. I, after the culture shock of coming from South Florida to um, Maggie Valley, North Carolina, um, I, I kind of adjusted and, and, you know, this is where I've made my home and my family. And um, I don't know that I would be live anywhere else if I had the choice, to be honest with you. Well, you know, my uh, my mom came from Fort Lauderdale, met my dad. You know, I, I told the story of her riding over the mountain to, to see him while he was sick, and then you know, in, on a farm in the in Iron Duff area, and uh, you know, and she never thought she would live in you know Maggie Valley, but she ended up loving Maggie Valley, being a fixture in Maggie Valley, you know, and uh, and ended up living her, the rest of her life here. So you know, I, I never wanted to go anywhere else. Yeah. I understand it. It's, it's something that, you know, at first, like I said, it was just, it was very, it was very, it was just a very different lifestyle, but I mean, yeah. it's just a, it's a wonderful lifestyle and the, the benefits definitely outweigh the, uh, the negatives here. So what was your first job in the family business? So my first job was washing dishes at Monero's in South Florida. And um, it was funny because I used to, you know, I'd invite friends over on the weekends from school and, my dad would um, have us, we'd go to the restaurant and wash. We'd all work in the dishwasher in the dish pit. And, you know, he would pay us a little bit of money here and there. But, you know, eventually I thought, well, I'm not going to have any friends left because they come over here and we'd go and wash dishes at the restaurant. <laughs> um, but, you know, they just kept coming back. They kept coming back. And, 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 and you know, funny, like a lot of those, a lot of my friends ended up at an older age, of course, it was, it was more of, of, of just something to keep us busy and out of trouble at that time but um oddly enough like a lot of those those people that my friends ended up working you know when they were 15 16 17 18 that kind of thing at the restaurant um so it was it was um it was different definitely different but uh, you know now looking back on it now I, I greatly appreciate it and how old were you then? I was, like 15, that was about nine, I would say. Oh, really? Nine. Wow. Yes. So, I mean, it was definitely, you know, like, okay, you can only stay at this part of the dishwasher and you can't touch X, Y, and Z. However, yeah. it was still, you know, you were still working and you were still sweating your tail off and, and just kind of, yeah. I mean, I think, I think my dad started having us sweep at his construction sites around nine years old, too. Well, <laughs> I'm sure. I, I remember he, um, your dad used to take my brother out at an early age on, on heavy equipment and things like that. <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's where they started too, you know? And yeah. It, yeah. I, yes. You know, he's, what is he, 83 years old? And he already was showing on and Henry the, 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 the tobacco he has in his backyard. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that is where, I mean, that's where my brother. There's, and they're three years old, and he's 83. He was showing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Uh, it is. Yeah. You know, I remember your dad, John Mahoney, who died too young. Uh, I remember him being big in the, the, 
the in the restaurant here in in Maggie Valley. Was uh, did 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 he originally work in the industry, or did both of them work in the industry? No, he he. They both did. Um, my my dad started working for my my mother's father, so my grandfather. Um, bef- you know, when they were in Hallandale, and um, he he was just kind of a natural at it, and um, you know, it, it just it just developed and it grew into where he he kind of I don't want to say he took over because he definitely didn't take over. My grandfather had a huge, you know, just a huge presence in the restaurant in our restaurant anyway. But um, it was just it was a really dynamic combination with the two of them and, and you know they ended up opening the restaurant in in West Palm Beach in 1970 and um, they had a great working relationship which was really kind of you know I, I don't really know how to explain it but they worked well together and, and my dad was a natural and, and my grandfather just loved it and um, yeah I remember that uh, dynamic yeah well, I mean, uh, we have to take well I'm a little bit, we have to take a break and then we'll come back we'll talk a little bit more about your family history and then we'll get into the current day of uh, of uh, Maggie Valley and the restaurant business that sounds great This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. And my guest, Aaron. I'm drinking, I want to promote a local Boojum. You know, Boojum, right? It's in, uh, it's, uh, it's got a great place in Waynesville, and I'm drinking Balsam Brown Ale. So I just thought I'd give it a shout out. It turns out it's really good. Um, so um, you, uh, your your father unfortunately died young, and your mom sort of had to step into his place, didn't she? Yes, she did. Um, he he died at fifty five, and uh, my mom had always, you know, has had always supported my my father and her dad in in this industry, and um, she really just kind of, uh, you know, she had she did most of the book work and most of the office stuff while while he was alive, and. Um, when he passed, she really just kind of took the helm and, um, you know, it it was, it was, I, I, you don't know the strength that people have until something, some sort of tragedy, I think occurs. And, um, she really, really has led us in the right direction for the past 25 plus years. Um, I mean, I would say that, you know, you know, my, my grandmother used to tell the story that when she first came to Haywood County, she had to get her husband to to actually get, open the bank account because the bank wouldn't give her as a the business owner, a woman business owner of the bank. But, it, you know, and it maybe it improved since, since then. But even when your mom took over, it must have been a challenge being a w- woman business over, owner in uh, Maggie Valley, Haywood County. I mean, to this day, it's, it's probably much better. But then it was probably a challenge. Absolutely. I think that, um, yes. But, you know, fortunately, she, you know, she had always been very, she was, she's always been a very strong force, um, in our, in our business and in our family life. And with, with her children, I think she's always been a very strong force and, and just a driving force behind us. So, I mean, I think that it was kind of a natural, a natural flow. Um, you know, we didn't have a choice. I was admiring her strength. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So did, did your, did she and your father want you to follow in the family tradition of hospitality? No. 
No, no, no. Um, my both my brothers were just kind of naturals, um, and they still are. But um, you know, my 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 dad always said, you know, just just get out. This is not the you know, this is not a great industry. It's, it's a it's it's tough, and and like I think it's tougher today than it was back then. You know, um, however, I'm grateful for it. And I'm grateful for the the lessons, the life lessons I've learned, and the um, you know the people I've met. I think that. Um, I'm very, very grateful. However, it was definitely not the path that either one of them wanted for me or, or any, any of my siblings, to be honest with you. But, you know, I mean, I think that you're just kind of drawn to it when it's something you grow up in. Um, I, I don't know how you can mm-hmm. avoid it, really. You know, it's your well, life. You know, well, I took over the motel because I, you know, I had a sense of, I, you know, I didn't have a desire to be in the hospitality business. I mean, I'm a, I'm a computer guy, right? And then a marketing guy. And uh, I ended up marketing for travel. So there was a little bit of uh, relationship there. But, you know, when it became obvious that it was time for the motel to transition, you know, I sort of had to step up, right? And, you know, and I almost felt an obligation to do it. I mean, I, I, I saw it as an opportunity, but I was also like, this is my family legacy and it needs to continue do do you feel any of that sort of thing well absolutely you know I mean especially when my father passed it was like you know you think at some point you have to come to terms with you know this is what I have this is what has supported me my entire life this is what has put me you know through school or or whatever it has been whatever it was the challenges and the, um, the strides whatever it has been at some point you have to say well I can't just turn around and, and turn my back on this kind of thing I mean like you, you know it, you breathe it, and you live it. It's just, um, it's kind of the natural flow of, of I, I, th- I think that, I think that there was no other option for any of us, really. Um, my sister is the only one who's not in the restaurant business. She's an attorney. But, um, you know, I, I think that, I don't know that it's an obligation, but it's like a commitment. You right. know, this is like, this is what has brought us here. And it's been, it's been, fairly good to us uh, you know up till now it's like how, how can you turn your back on something like that whether you whether it's what you truly you're passionate about um or not I, I think it was just I don't want to say obligation but it, there was just the drive there well what I mean uh, you know it's uh, but I think I also sense that you had uh, a lot of before you got back into the restaurant and what what were you doing what, where were you where did you go before before you came back to um well i was studying um psychology social work and spanish so it was completely not it was out of the realm of um uh, you know my of, of what i wanted to do or my expertise my passion but um i am very grateful it has been very very um forgiving to me this has been a you know I mean I I think that like this industry you just you learn so many life skills that you would never expect to learn Mm -hmm. um you know and and you come and you 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 cross paths with walks of life that you never thought that you would ever so I think that for that reason I'm grateful for it and I don't know that I would have chose a better path to be honest with you at this point So um, there, you know, the um, what was the 
I mean, how, how much is the business model? What was the original purpose of the Monero restaurants that then became the J. Arthur's? Were they similar? Were they different? What are, and what does it evolve to today? I think that there's a lot of history, um, you know, especially going back to Monero's or Monero's in Hallandale. Um, even, even in West Palm Beach, there's a lot of just, you know, I mean, just the, the people that would pass through um, our doors and um, the kind of connection that we, that especially my father would make with people, you know, for years, um, we, he had a connection with the Atlanta Braves and we, we served them um, lunch and dinner and catered all their food for, at the, uh, in West Palm Beach. Um, and, you know, like, I, I just, um, I think that it, he was a unique person and I think that he really paved the path, paved the path for us, for his children um in that way and you know he set an example and i think that for the most part we try to to follow that model or that example um of just you know you know excellent hospitality and just you know good food consistent food and good service like i just think you know i mean were, I, were you famous was it famous for being more of a, a, a like a steak and prime rib place and then I think you've evolved into being a real family place, right? It, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Originally, like, I think that prime rib was probably the draw. Um, however, it, it is, it has changed a little bit. Um, you know, as, as good as the prime rib is, I think that, you know, you have to evolve or change. You have to grow with, with, with how the world changes and how the, you know, the economy changes around you. You have to just kind of look, everything's very fluid in this market. And, um, I think we're just trying to, to to keep the best of our of our history and what has what we have what have we hung our hat on in the past and and try to move forward into you know in the next several years. I think it's just it's a very fine line. Um, but you know, you get, I get people that you know they'll come in and they'll say, "Oh, this is you know this is the gorgonzola salad is the same as it was 25 years ago, except the wooden bowl, you know, and of course you can't serve it in a wooden bowl anymore, but you know, just things like that. And like that, that is the kind of, the kind of motivation that, that just keeps us going, I think every day. And, um, well, you know, I go there, I go there and eat quite a bit, you know, and I love the, you know, of course the prime rib, the steaks are great, but you've also introduced, you know, uh, local things like, uh, rainbow Right. And and uh, barbecued ribs, uh, yes. right? So yeah. you've you've incorporated a lot of local local culture into your family oriented uh, food, uh, and and it's uh, it's it's much more than it's not it's not even a steakhouse anymore. I mean, yeah, I think the um, I think the, the yeah the original the original um, the original design was sort of like a wood heavy you know family friendly steakhouse, and now it's you know, it's a, it's a, it's even, it's an even broader array, right? It's like. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, well, I think that, you know, I mean, the only reason that the, the, the biggest, uh, you know, our biggest push is our, is our community and the surrounding area and the people who support you. You know, I mean, I think that you, you have to do what, what people want. I mean, you have to, you know, and, uh, uh, you have to evolve or you have to change. I mean, you have to, you have to move with times or else, you know, you're, I think you're going to get left behind. 
So, I mean, and, and like our biggest support is our local community and the surrounding area and, and you know, anything that, that we can do to help our community and our community can do to help us, I think is absolutely a necessity, especially in this day and age, you know, I mean. So you've, you've introduced a sports bar, right? Uh, we have somewhat of a somewhat of a sports bar. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, we have we we try to we try to promote um, local events. We try to promote regional events, that kind of thing. But you know, we we try to have just a casual area in one side of the restaurant, just for for people who like that type of thing. You know, I mean, and you have music there some nights. That's really we, nice. We do have music. We do yeah. have music. We have. Um, we've had, we have usually, we have, well, we have Albie, and then we have a band that includes Albie, um, which is just unbelievable. They're both unbelievable, but we've had them for about four or five years. That's something my mother brought in about, I guess about, yeah, I guess about five or six years ago. And it's just, mm-hmm. um, it's been great. You know, I mean, it, it draws a little bit more of the people who might not necessarily want to eat dinner, but might like to listen to music and have a drink. So... Uh-huh. And the drinks, and the drink. Let me just say, the drinks are lovely. I was there two nights ago, and I had a really great old fashioned. <laughs> so yeah, I can I can attest. Jay Arthur has a Jay Arthur's has an excellent bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanna, uh, when we come back, we're gonna take a break now. We're gonna talk about we're gonna talk a little bit about the you know Jay Arthur's in the community and in the industry and uh, and, and then Maggie Bath. Sound good? Sounds great. This is Joseph Franklin McElroy back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast. And my guest, Aaron Mahoney. Hey, Aaron. So, um, you know, I think one of the, the best things about your restaurant, and I'm, I'm totally biased because my father built it, is the physical, <laughs> physical building. Can you describe it for the people that are listening? Well, um, most people say, and I don't even know if it's cedar, this is going to sound really ignorant, but most people say it's a large cedar cabin. Um, but it, um, it's just a beautiful building. I mean, it's just like that, you know, your dad built our house too. And it's just everything about it is just perfect. And um, I know that it is, um, it was made in its time, it was built in its time. And but I mean, like, there's there's nothing I would change about it. I don't think. Yeah. Then you know, obviously the inside decor needs to be a little updated as we need to change with times. But like, yes, I mean, there's there. I don't think there was anyone else that that could have done anything better with with our well, house. You know, Dad like to tell a couple stories about it. One is is those you know it's got these huge you know it's like huge giant ceilings right that are eight frame yes. ceilings. But these yes. are a scale that is rare to do, right? So it's like, it's so airy. It's all wood, but it's so airy. It's not like you're in like this wooden wonderland, right? You got a little train that goes around it, Well, right? and Yes, yes. And I can tell you anytime that the, if the train is not running or, if, you know, or if it, the train is under construction or whatever might need to be done, 
like people notice it. I mean, those are those are yeah. details that I think that people come there for, um, yeah. you know, and uh, they, that has been it's been that way for years, like since 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 we've started. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's just certain things that like I think you expect to see at places. It's like um, and when you don't see them, you're kind of miffed. I mean, people, especially people who have been coming here for years and years and people who came in here as children. And then they, the next generation comes along, they want to bring their children um, and something's not right. It's like, where are the trains? Why are they not working? You know, I mean, and like, that's a big deal. So, um, you know, there's definitely a lot of nostalgic. It's it's wonderful. You do wonderfully. Yeah. And you decorate it wonderfully for Christmas. And and don't you end up having like the largest indoor Christmas tree and, at least Hayward County, but maybe all well, West North Carolina. Yes, I yes, I I feel like, of course, I think I'm going to say that we have the biggest Christmas tree, but I, I you know I feel like it rivals sometimes it rival it definitely rivals a Biltmore House. You know, last yeah. year we had a we had a dud the first tree we had, and we had to change it out after about ten days. Uh, no. um, but we changed it out, and and it was just outstanding. It was even better than I imagined the first time. Um, and it's just one of those things that people, you know, I mean, like I, people come to the restaurant a lot of times, not only for the food and for the hospitality, but for just for that nostalgia and for that. This is how this is how good it feels. You know, this is how I felt when I was, you know, 10 or 15 years ago. This is how I felt. And this is what I want my kids to feel, you know, so I, I think that um, there's a lot to be said for that. And we take a lot of pride in that. You know, I mean, it, even though it's a few times a year. Um, I, I think that that people remember that, and I, I can't tell you how many people come and they say, "Oh, well, you know, this is either bigger or smaller, or the, you know, I mean, whatever it might be." But I'm, it just, um, it it makes a mark on my soul, and it makes you know that like those are the things that that are important, you know, and the, and those are the things that we need to keep up with. And you have these two giant fireplaces in there, right? Yes. Uh, and you know, uh, I don't know if Dad told you the story, but he, you know, at the time he employed uh, uh, rock masons that were Cherokee Indian, right? And, and people don't know that a lot of the Cherokee Indian, when they were building the, um, the when the, the the parkway was building, the Blue Ridge Parkway was being built, they actually brought in a stone masons build the, the the rock the rock you know the rock works for bridges and things like that that are so yes. beautiful but they had to have assistance and they they used because it was a lot of it was in Cherokee they used Cherokee assistance well the, all the, a lot of the Cherokee learned how to do really great art rock work like Italian masons so dad employed those for you know the high high-end stuff that he uh, employed them for high-end stuff that he did and so the, he employed them for the rock work in your restaurant but you know, one of the things that, uh, that that was a sort of a semi-secret is that every chair, every every rock mason had their own signature. Yes. Uh, of 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 maybe an animal they put in the design of the rock work, or maybe they balanced a giant triangle, uh, different ones. Do you remember which one that they, the? You're what? spot on. We had we had um, we have two arrowheads actually, two like arrowheads. in the very two arrowheads, one one in each fireplace, and that was i can't remember the gentleman's name but my gosh he was so talented but um it's in the very top of of both of the um the chimney the inside of the chimneys you know the rock work and and there's i i find the one arrowhead very easily in the lounge 
Um, in the dining room, it's a little bit more difficult, but I mean, the work is so intricate. It's just, um, it, it's, it's just amazing. It really is amazing. Cool. Um, how was your, how was your reception into Maggie Valley when the restaurant first opened? Um, I, I think, you know, I was, I was much, much younger at that time. So I, I think a lot of that I probably didn't pick up on, but, um, I know that, you know, to make your mark anywhere, you have to really do your time and you have to, you have to, you have to do your own work and, and make your mark and just be as good as you can be and, and support your community. And I, I think that it was probably, I would say it was probably tough back then. Um, but I mean, I, like I said, I, I think that, um, my, I think the food won everybody over. I remember the food. The food was won everybody over, but you know, it was yeah. a little bit of a higher end type thing, I would say at first, um, even then. And, um, I just think maybe there was some resistance, but I mean, I think that, you know, hard work and persistence and like, you know, consistency, I think pays off a lot. And, and even so, you know, you're, uh, you're going to make mistakes, but I think that like, there's a lot to be said for um, longevity and, um, you know, consistency and just commitment to our community. And I, and I think that that's, where we are at this point, I think that, you know, we have to stick together. We have to, we have to do our own work in our community and just um, continue to, to better ourselves every day and people around us as well. You know, I know that you have, um, you know, I know that you have a beautiful balcony area where you can have private dining and then you have, you know, both the, the, the dining room and the, and the sports club area. Do you get a lot of um, events that come there that, uh, that rent out? To yeah. Do things? yeah. We get a lot of, um, we get a lot of, well, we get several, you know, uh, wedding receptions or rehearsals, um, dinners, and then um, we also do a lot of car tour groups. There's recently, there's been more tour groups in this area. Um, we had, for example, this past weekend, we had a Corvette tour group come through. Um, but, you know, it's all walks of life. It's just, um we do. We we um, we're very blessed in that area because we have the space to do it, and um, and fortunately we have the staff at this point to do it too. You know, I mean, it's just um, and and you know a lot of these groups like they like the the one that was here. And I, and to be honest with you, other than outside of last year and the year before, I'm not necessarily I don't can't say that I specifically remember other than going back and looking at it. But I, um, they say you know we've been coming here for 16, 18 years, which you know that that is a that is a huge deal to me. It, it means very much to me that someone, that a group of 40, 50, 60, 70 people comes back year after year after year. Um, oh, yeah. um, you know, that kind of, you know, I had somebody post on Facebook uh, uh, pictures of their honeymoon in the 60s at the Mid yeah. Hotel. Yes. Right? Yes. Is isn't that, that memorable? Isn't that wonderful? And I have people come by and say, we've been coming every year for 40 years. Right? Yeah. So it is, uh, it's like, uh, it very, hard. Yeah. So you, a lot of businesses in Maggie Valley and even the surrounding areas in Haven County did not do particularly well after 2012 when ghost town sort of closed for good. How did you, uh, well, I mean, ghost town era? it was very difficult. It was a huge shift, you know, I mean, you had to wear, you know, in the past, not, you couldn't necessarily hang your hat on that, but 
you know, you had people here because of Ghost Town and um, they were kind of, uh, they were just, they were here and they would, they would stay and they would eat. I mean, it, it was, it was a, it, it was a huge challenge. I shouldn't sugarcoat it. It was a huge challenge. Um, and it still has been, you know, it's like, how can we bring people to our area? We need to, to draw them because, you know, like used to, we didn't have to draw the families in because we had, you know, we had Hot Wheels and Water Bugs. We had Ghost Town. We had the Magic Waters over in Cherokee. We had, you know, I mean, there was a lot of like historic things that went on here um, that we just didn't really have to make too much of a motion to get them to come here. You know, we had trout ponds, we had water slides, we had like a lot of stuff for families. And this is a family, this is what, I mean, I feel like this is a, an area where families come because they feel like it's safe and it's fun and it's a good vacation for their, you know, for everyone. And um, so we, you know, I think we, we had to be a little more strategic and it was, it was tough for several years and it still is tough. Every day is tough. But like, I think that the more that we can just promote our, you know, the people that we work with and we work among, you know, and, and the natural beauty of our area, I think that, um, I mean, we, we, you can't hang your hat on someone else's business forever. You really can't. And listen, we, you know, it wasn't just ghost town. It was also mountain culture, mountain heritage. You're right. You know, a lot of, right. lot of things. I mean, that's why we're the metal are promoting, you know, mountain cultural heritage and having music and food and different things. And, you know, we saw a lot of families this year. I don't know if you saw, but the swimming pools yeah. are used to more this year. So, uh, young people were using it. So it, it was a, it's been, a, it was a sea change this year. In terms of you know the, the, you know the, we still have the nostalgic uh, crowd, but we also started getting people that just want to experience the now and enjoy culture that's sort of authentic, right? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, cool. And I love being able to say somebody says, well, "Where do you go to go get something to eat?" And I said, "Well, look across the street." <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so I want to come back for our final segment. I want to talk about how you guys got to be in a famous movie. Okay, that sounds great. Howdy, this is Joseph Franklin McElroy, back with the Gateway to the Smokies podcast and my guest, Aaron Mahoney. So, Aaron, um, so, you know, watching a movie one day, and all of a sudden I see a restaurant, and I go, oh, my God, it's J. Arthur's Restaurant. I recognize it like it was my backyard, my, my <laughs> home. And well, you know, was. that was a movie with three, what, three billboards out of, uh, uh, what was the name? Milling? Outside Evans, Missouri. Evans, Missouri. Now, how did that come about? Well, um they kind of just solicited us and and asked um asked if they could use our building it was you know and of course it was in in season it was like in june um and it, we kind of went back and forth and you know they did some filming over in silva um and they were kind of on the fence whether they were going to use us or not and it was it was very quick it was about 10 days before they said okay we need it this day this day and uh uh, you know, all of a sudden there were a bunch of trailers and everything set up in the in the parking lot at the restaurant. 
And um, it was it was it was a little tough because um, it was an all day thing, and um, you know they used the fire department as kind of a staging area, um, and they um, asked if we had any people that would like to be walk-ons or stay, whatever they call them, stand-ins, that kind of thing. Um, however, we I don't know that we knew what we were signing up for because it was, you know, it was very, very long hours, of course, and <laughs> um, no air conditioning, and it was multiple, you know, multiple scenes with a lot of different food being prepared and that kind of thing, but it was so rewarding. It was just, it was, it was just amazing like of course I don't I don't know that anyone thought it would be as huge as it was um but it was great oh, and it was I, just a little day, independent movie you didn't think it was gonna be yes an Oscar winner, right yeah. exactly right and yeah. to this day I have people that will that you know I have customers that will come in and they'll say well we want to sit in this table or we want to see exactly where they sat like where do they sit and what did they do and who did you know and yeah. um I just remember um it it was just very very, um, it, it, just the the local people that came out to support the movie and the filming of the movie and who you know who wanted to just be involved whether they were on screen or not it was just incredible like the support I guess I should say wow um, it it was just it was wonderful and even to this day you know we have a couple posters in inside the building and we'll say either people would be like oh well this is where they sat or you know oh my gosh, I didn't know this was filmed here, you know, and then you kind of set the scene and, and people can kind of see it and it just brings them back a little bit, which is nice. Yeah. I love um, it. I mean, yes. we tell people over here that that was filmed over there and it's like, oh, yeah. wow. I mean, you it know, was it just, a, it helps, you know, it's like it, everything, little story actually builds the story of their experience. I call it memory. What do you call it? study. But memorable tourism experiences. So things yes. that make the, the memories, uh, flashbulb memories. So all little things add to that. That's another one. In fact, we're, we're probably, we're starting some tours that'll originate from the metal art. And one of them will be like the, the movies, you know, where movies were shot. Right? Yes. Because there's been a lot of movies shot in uh, this area. Um, so that would be kind of cool. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a great it was a great experience, and I, I'm so thrilled that you know that we were that we were able to do that. And just you know, before that, like years ago, we had I mean, the, I guess the most before that, prior to that, the only thing I, we had Uncle Ben's at one point shot a um, commercial, did a commercial at the uh, restaurant. You, they used our kitchen, yeah, um, cool. but that you know, the outside yeah, of that, it does prove that you know, Mag Maggie Valley and Haywood County itself. A lot of wide open spaces that pe people can do big things here, right? They can, well, they and can a lot of hidden gems, Joseph. A lot of hidden yeah, gems. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. yes. No, I, uh, you know, yeah, there's like, you know, you come around here and you don't know that there's like a way up in the mountains, there's a five star place called the Swag, you know. That's right. You know, or you have a great, you have, a, you know, you can get a, a world class prime rib, you know, in a, in a place. In, in the valley, or you can stay and experience Grammy award-winning musicians at, at a, a motel. Thank you, yes. On a, side, yeah. a roadside motel, right? You're absolutely right, 100%. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, it's a wonderful place to visit. So where do you think uh, Maggie Valley is heading now? How do you think, uh, what, what is it, what is it becoming? 
I think that we are we are just I, I think that you know um, I think our, our uniqueness kind of defines us. Like I think that um, there are so many different like um, intricate places around this area that like that you wouldn't expect around the corner. Um, I and, and you know what I think the more unique we are, the more we put ourselves on the map. And um, we just, you know, I, I, I think that we just need to continue to evolve and we need to continue to, to um, I don't want to say go with the flow, that sounds so mm -hmm. routine, but I, I think that like we, we need to be able to be fluid because mm -hmm. we need to survive and we've survived, we've, I think that we have survived some pretty crappy times, I hate to say, yeah. you know, I think that we've had some really low, low times in this area. And I think that, you know, we have bounced back. I think it's bouncing back, you know, ghost town, might back. Come, ghost town might be coming back. What do you think about that? Well, I, I mean, I have high hopes for ghost town. I've always had high hopes for that. Like I have so many fond memories there at ghost town, but at the same time, I think that, you know, we all need to do our own work and we need to like grow together as a community and just move forward. Like I, I hope that they, I hope that, that that would be the best thing for this area. But you know, I, I don't think that we should stay awake at night and 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 think that no, we're gonna. No, that's we, have great, but, we have other great things. But we, we have, have so like, many good things around here. And you know what? Best motorcycle museum in the world here. That's right. right? You know, that's right. That's Wheels right. Through time museum. And we, we have, have some, we yeah. have a, a stellar puzzle room. We have you know we have we have the southernmost ski resort in the in the in the, in the United States. The ski right? resort, you know, yeah. I mean, like we have a lot of natural beauty too. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we have, you know, I mean, there's just so yeah. many things that like draw people to this area. Like I don't, I think that we should just expand our horizons a little yeah. bit and just keep on. So I didn't. Have, I don't have time to go through a full itineraries. Is to know the food industry really nice. Where would somebody go for breakfast and where would somebody go for lunch in this area? Well, I would definitely go, if I were going to go to breakfast, I would go to either Pops, like outstanding, or for breakfast, um, I would go to my favorite, like my favorite view in this area is the Mountaineer Inn. My gosh, oh, yeah. it's outstanding. Like, you know, I mean, you have to have some time, but I mean, it is well worth it. And then, like the sandwich shop next door to your your business is That's like great. the yeah. best sandwich you can get in this area. Like, Maggie I mean, Valley Sandwich Shop is it got unbelievable. I mean, I told them the other day. I said that sandwich shop I would eat at in New York City. It is so good. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I wouldn't like find, I wouldn't find anything better than that. Yeah, right? no, you yeah. wouldn't. You absolutely wouldn't. I mean, so, and like, uh, I, so we're running out of time. So what? find out more about you i'm sorry i missed you what's that i said how, how would people find out more about you we're running out of time so i just want to oh no absolutely like um you can contact me at the restaurant at um jarthursrest at gmail.com um or our website jarthurs restaurant mm -hmm. and uh yeah do you, or have I, any, do you have social media that you follow that people should follow um, I, I just the, just the restaurant, uh, of course Facebook. Just the restaurant. All right, cool. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. All right, it's been thank you. I was honored. Yeah, I'd be happy to do it again. We can talk about something else, Jessica. All right, yes, we'll we'll talk about <laughs> uh, 
We're talking about Phil's fishing or quilting or something. <laughs> I understand. I understand your children are, are very involved in art, so I'd like to find out more about. They are that. very artistic. Yeah, they see new yeah. sell things there. Maybe for next time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. Um, this has been a wonderful show, uh, and, and we're going to have another show next week, as we do every week, Tuesdays from uh, 6 to 7. You can find out uh, more about us at uh, gatewaytothesmokies.fun, or you can go to Facebook at Gateway to the Smokies uh, podcast. Um, we are on the talkradio.nyc network, which has a lot of live podcasts, um, and, and one of which is a New York podcast that follows after this. It talks about you know tourism and things to do in New York, so I think you should watch that, but it's got a wonderful network of live podcasts. Um, I, um, I, um, I, you know, the... I have a I have a site called Smokies Adventure M-S-M-O-K-I-E-S Adventure.com. If you find information about traveling in the Smokies, places to do, and then the whole area from Tennessee to North Carolina to all the way up to uh, you know Virginia and down to Georgia. And you know, it's got roadmaps, it's got uh, books, it's got uh, uh, itineraries. And uh, I'd, I'd love for you to visit there. So I'll see you next week. Thank you very much. This has been Gateway to the Smokies with Aaron Mahoney and host Joseph Franklin McElroy. Thanks, Joseph. You're awesome.